gentlemen, aka Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Sports Gambling Podcast Network and presented to you by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bachelor's WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bachelor's WinBet, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, to claim your free bet today. We also are brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. This podcast is having an autographed DeAndre Swift jersey giveaway. Nate, you heard that right. Merch store gift card as well, $50 worth of merch. Get all the details by following Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. All you have to do is subscribe to this YouTube channel, comment on any video, and send a screenshot to that SGPN Fantasy on Twitter. We're also brought to you by the MLB Gambling Podcast. They're also giving away an MLB jersey as part of the Wild Card Playoff Contest exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, boys, week five is about to kick off. And I'm sure everybody is undefeated in every single league, right? 100%. Yeah. So today we're going to go through TNF props to make sure you guys get those last minute props, make you some money tonight. Because if you're like me, I don't have a ton of players in this game, in these games. Um, Not tonight. Um, And then we're going to go through some dynasty stashes. We're going to review some trades, um, some really hot trending uh, topics right now are Javante Williams and Kyle Pitts. And we're also going to look to 2023. We've been doing a little bit of a series looking at, you know, people that have some contracts expiring. We want to look at the QB carousel 2023, some contracts expiring, some murky situations for quarterbacks and what you can know, because you don't want to go and spend a whole bunch of draft capital loading up on a quarterback and then find out he's going to be the backup next year. So let's get it started. Brad, what do you got for TNF props tonight? Uh, well, I'm going to go with an over on one of those cookies. I just heard the oven beep for, so I'm definitely going to need, uh, one of those and I'm sure I'm going to go back for two. So I'm, I'm going to take the over there, but to, to be real about the question, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan and the under, uh, right now, the best odds I'm looking at is two thirty and a half passing yards at minus one fifteen. And we found that no other place than Odds Trader. So make sure you go check out Odds Trader. It gives you all the different prop bets and really gives you where your best odds are as well. Uh, so I did find that at minus 115. And I listened to another pod that we've got. Mr. RJ uh, Gomez went out they were talking about it. They're talking about how bad Mike Ryan has been this year, about how bad he is outdoors right now. And his outdoor average for his career is only 250 yards. And now he's going up against Denver who averages only allowing 170 passing yards on the season right now. That secondary is fully healthy. Uh, So I'm, I'm smashing that under on Matt Ryan right now. All right. All right. Any others for us, Brad? Uh, Yeah. So I cheated and took one outside of Thursday night uh, because I don't like very many of the bets on Thursday night right now. Uh, and it was Nick Chubb over 89 and a half. That doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I'm a homer. It has to do with the fact that that offensive line versus defensive line matchup that they've got going on right now is actually rated as the best run uh, offensive line versus defensive line matchup in PFF right now. Cleveland's of- offensive line is fully healthy, plus the fact that Joey Bosa is out for eight weeks, and they ha- also have the potential of losing Kyle Van Noy makes for a pretty juicy matchup for Nick Chubb and the Cleveland Browns. Awesome. Hey, get those in, get those in your, uh, your underdog or wherever you play. Uh, Justin friend of the show been, been too long. I hope things are going well, sir. What do you got for us tonight? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm looking to get back into the podcast world. So thanks for the invite. Uh, what I'm looking at Thursday night football is Cortland Sutton over 67 and a half receiving yards. That prop is coming to you from underdog fantasy. Uh, Cortland Sutton is coming in this year as at an average of over 14 yards per reception. Uh, the Colts defense does a pretty good job from a passing perspective, but everybody knows that the Denver offense has been uh kind of shit on all year. And so I think they're trying to turn the page on a few things and Cortland Sutton's been Russell Wilson's go-to. So I think five, six receptions, he'll easily go over that 67 yard uh, prop. And then the additional one that I had, I did the same as Brad and stepped outside of Thursday night football. And I'm going for Dalvin cook over 80 and a half rushing yards at underdog against the Chicago bears this weekend. The Chicago bears have the number, the 32nd ranked 
rush defense in the league, not 32nd rank from, I'm just from a yards per yards per game perspective, not necessarily from the total totality perspective, but Dalvin's looked really good. He's looked spry. And I think this is the week he kind of pops for those who drafted him in the top of the first round. Love it. I'm going to take the ones that you guys picked from tonight's game and I'm going to add them into my underdog slips tonight, right after we get off this. Nate, what do you got? So I went with underdog too, but I did go outside of tonight's game uh, only because I see a lot of potential for um, for Sunday. Uh, so I went with Cooper Cup on um, on the over for eight and a half receptions. Um, just like Cortland Sutton and Russell Wilson, he is definitely Matthew Stafford's safety blanket. Everybody knows, you know, the connection that they have. And I think eight and a half is an easy number to beat. He's had uh, double digit targets all season outside of week three, um, 15 in week one, 14 week two and uh, 19 last week against San Francisco. Uh, so I think that uh, eight and a half is a pretty easy clear. Uh, and then I went with Mike Evans and the Buccaneers. Um, I went with the over on 74 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I think him and Tom Brady are going to get back together now that he's back from his suspension. I think that they are going to, you know, get back to that connection. They had the red zone targets, things like that. So I really like that bet a lot. But um, there's a lot of good ones, man, for Sunday. I like it. Yeah, make sure you follow both these guys. You guys – Always, always bringing it, and, and Nate's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. I got a full calendar. Uh, it sounds like Justin might be filling his up soon because I'm going to be inviting him back. Um, I, I went with two for tonight's game just to make sure you guys are, are maybe making a little bit more fun because tonight's game may not be so fun. Yeah. Um, Naheem Hines, I know there's been talks about Philip Lindsay. I know there's been talks about Deontay Jack. Like everyone, you know, Deon, like let, let's Naheem Hines, like they love him. They love him. And so, yeah, he's may not be a ground and pound runner, but he's going to get the work and he's, he's going to be on the field the whole time. So I took 11.15 fantasy points. I, I do think they involve him in the passing game and I like his receiving prop of four to give you a bonus Four receptions. He's going to be on the field all night. Four receptions is going to be easy for a team that really doesn't have a slot receiver and doesn't have um, a volume tight end. And then Melvin Gordon, I get it. Melvin Gordon's been fumbling. They brought in Latavius Murray. He's not playing tonight. They have, no. you know, they have some other pieces over there. Melvin Melvin Gordon was getting 10 to 12 carries a game with Javante Williams on the field. Javante Williams is not there. The coaches talked to him and they said he is a pro's pro. We all know what that means. They say he's a pro's pro. They love this guy. They're go- they they're going to lean on him at least early. I I'm I would pick up Latavius Murray. If someone went and dropped him or anything, I would scoop him up if you can. Um, but for this game, Melvin Gordon, 53 and a half rushing yards. I get it. The, the Colts are a tough rushing defense, but just by volume, he's going to get 12 to 15 touches. I think 15 is the over and under for his rushing attempts. So give me that. Let's go check in with the sponsors. And then we're going to talk about the QB carousel from 2023. We'll be right back. And I'm going to start out with talking to you about WinBet. If you're thinking about joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus plus the WinBet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Looking to join join the Win Biggest Winners Club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned $6 into $4,000, plus they got a $1,000 free bet. WinBet truly... DJ hashtag G, DGens only. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet. Just so they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, and if you watch football, you're listening to this podcast. We know you do. You've got to watch it on Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of all college and pro football, along with NFL Red Zone, plus all your games in 4K at no extra charge. You have over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. You can watch on all your devices, and you'll never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract nor commitment, and you can cancel at any time. So right now, you can try Fubo TV for free. That's right, for free, for seven days, 
and we'll give you 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-TV.com slash SGP. All right, we're going to get in the QBs here in a second. Uh, Football Station, if you could let us know, Dynasty or Redraft, one QB or Superflex, it'll help us answer this question. Uh, the first one that we're going to talk about is the Lions. Uh, or we got the, we got it. Redraft, one QB, he's got Josh Allen. So, uh, yeah. I'm Smash trade. Smash eight. yes. Four thumbs up, eight thumbs up. Yeah, dude, take it, take it. I was going to say take yes, um, and then that Any- – that, one QB made it so easy. Yeah, any anything non-super flex, that's a smash, yes, for me. I honestly like I wouldn't be surprised if Brees Hall outproduces Najee. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but the no, rest I, of the season. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I'm I'm really worried about that offense, but Chris Olave is an absolute stud. So um and Dak Prescott, he's he's we don't know when he's coming back. And so well, yeah, he's man. sitting on his bench because he has Josh Allen, so it's it's not yeah. doing you any good anyway. Right. Yeah, so uh, Nate, let's talk about the Lions uh, QB situation, 2023. Man, this is pretty wild, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't think I'd be sitting here week five of the season and, uh, you know, kind of be in on Jared Goff. I didn't hate him, but after you have Matthew Stafford for so many years and you see the plays he makes, you get Jared Goff, and and it was a little bit of a letdown, but Goff's been phenomenal this year. Um, A lot of people know it. Uh, Some stats that stick out to me, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Eric Schlitt of Pride of Detroit. Pride of Detroit is great. If you're a Lions fan, go over there and check out their work. Uh, But he put out an article this week that had some great stats in it. Uh, Those are 11 touchdown passes, which leads the NFL. He's tied with Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. uh, 1,126 passing yards, which is third most in the NFL. Um, 12.2 yards per completion, which ranks eighth. And he's got a 99 quarterback rating, which is currently seventh. Uh, so with this contract coming up, uh, I do think there's many reasons that Goff does actually remain in Detroit. Dan Campbell likes the guy a lot. Um, he's only, tw- I think he's 28. He's got a birthday this week, though. He'll be 29 very soon. Uh, he's under contract track through 2024 on a ra- uh, rarely, um, it's kind of a team-friendly deal. So it's not strapping Lions too bad, but. Um, his contract hit is 30 million over the next two seasons, which only includes 10 million guaranteed money. So that puts him just outside the top 10 paid quarterbacks in the league for 2023. Um, I do think he stays, you know, with the team. He's playing at a high level right now. He's led the Lions offense to produce more points than any other team in the NFL through four weeks. Um, although, you know, we could see that regress. There is limitations to Jared Goff's game. He's not the, you know, the best quarterback in the NFL, but he's playing very, very well. Um, and I'm liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, I think uh, producing last last week with without most of his weapons was really impressive. Yeah. Um, and when he gets Jamison Williams going and he gets the whole crew back, it could be very, very good. That offensive line is definitely uh, huge, that offense. I want to talk to you about, about the, com- <laughs> the commanders. Um, and they got Carson Wentz, who, you know, he's under contract, but he he's going to be an expensive piece. Um, but with Carson Wentz, um, we've just we've seen this before where he has some good games and he has some bad games. But at the end of the day, he's not he's not winning them games. And so at one and three, it's you know, it's not looking good for him to be their quarterback next year. And le- this offseason, they were in on Jimmy Garoppolo. And we know Jimmy Garoppolo will be a free agent next year. So with with that. Um, they can, they have potential out of, of Carson Wentz's contract in 2023. So they, it's a four year, 106 million with zero dead cap if they were to cut him. Um, so I do think that that is, is likely what's going to happen. I'm trying to see if I have the date on this on like March 3rd, you know, calendar year, the third, the third league day of 2024 gets a roster bonus three March 17th, 2023 would be where he gets a guaranteed. So they have until then to make a decision. I think they make a decision to move on. I don't think it's Sam Howell. I think Jimmy Garoppolo or something like that, maybe Ryan Tannehill, someone else will be over there. I do not think it's going to be Carson Wentz. Brad Buccaneers. Yeah. So obviously they've got Tom Brady right now. He's got on that one year, $15 million deal. Everything post this year is all void at this point. Uh, and with all the drama that's going on there, I just think it's he's going to eventually make that decision to step away from football now. And now you're looking at, okay, well, do they have 
is Kyle Trask the answer? No, I don't think so. And I hate to kind of feel, I feel like I might be parroting what Dave just said in, I think Jimmy G is the answer here. And I think, you know, they have a win now roster. Their defense is legitimate. They've got the options at wide receiver. They've still got going to have Leonard Fournette and Rashad White. So I think they're going to look to try to continue that playoff run and continue to build that team because they're not in a rebuild situation where I think Washington may find themselves where maybe it doesn't make sense for Jimmy G to go there. And I see a contract very similar to maybe what a Ryan Tannehill got, you know, if a couple, you know, four year, hundred million dollar deal, something like that. That's kind of, you know, if you go look at sport track or over the cap or wherever your preferred contract information is, you can kind of see what they think fair market value is for Jimmy Garoppolo and his fair market value is still pretty damn high considering the fact that he's coming off that shoulder surgery and it hasn't really looked great. But again, a win now team is not going to go with a rookie to try to lead them to the playoffs. I think they're going to bring in somebody like a Jimmy Garoppolo and pay them a pretty lucrative deal for the grant over with the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And just to let you know who are some potential free agent quarterbacks next year, uh, Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Case Keenum, Mason Rudolph, Jacoby Brissett, Geno Smith. And I'm going down by the – well, Lamar Jackson. That's a huge one. Um, obviously, we we assume that they're going to try to make a, a play for him. Cooper Rush and Tyler Huntley. That's what I was looking for. And there's another guy on here. Uh, I don't oh, – there he is. He's got a really nice mustache. Gardner Minshew. So those are potential names that you could think about as well. Um, Justin, let's talk about – the Bears. Yeah, so I get the prestigious honor of the Chicago Bears, right? So um, unlike the Buccaneers, they are not in win-now mode. They are in complete rebuild. They brought in a new GM. They brought in a new coach. Um, this coaching staff does not seem to be invested at all in Justin Fields. Uh, you can tell by what they put around him and what they're doing with him this year with the way that offense is schemed. Now, there's not a lot there, so there's not a whole lot to scheme around, but you know, if I had to guess what they're probably going to do, I would try to be stacking as many picks as possible. They are projected to have the most cap space this year, $106 million currently with spot track. So if you could flip Justin Fields and maybe turn on the offense and let him kind of showcase himself at the back half of the year, why wouldn't a Washington or somebody like that try to throw some picks at them to potentially get a second chance, give Justin Fields a second chance somewhere else? You know that they're going into the draft looking at a quarterback. They're going to be a top five pick. It's going to be a Bryce Young, a C.J. Stroud situation. Um, I just don't think – I think Justin Fields is fighting an uphill battle to really be the, the quarterback of the future in Chicago. All right, so, Nate, um, this one's interesting. Uh, you got two really interesting ones, Seattle. So, it, Geno Smith, what are we doing? It is interesting, and it's perfect considering I just, you know, watched him play the Lions in – uh, man, did he not look like the Geno Smith with the Jets at all? Uh, he's leading the league, leading the NFL right now with the 77.3 completion percentage, which is wild to me. Seattle ranks 12th in passing yards uh, and 11th in points. Um, I'm kind of blown away. He's played surprisingly well for someone who was written off as, you know, like a lowly stopgap kind of option. Um, 1,037 yards, six scores, two interceptions. Um, and then, like I said, that NFL best 77.3% um, completion percentage or percent of his attempts. So uh, as far as Seattle goes, I think the rest of the year is going to be a, the whole factor in this situation because we could see a collapse at any second. Um, it's a, He's a volatile player. You know, it's like Carson Wentz. He's got his ups and downs a lot. So we're only at week five. We're going to have to see what happens, you know, through the next 12 weeks or so. But um I think there's potential for him to stay there. Uh, he's not making a ton of money really. So if he keeps playing well, I think that obviously uh, ups his chances for remaining with the Seahawks. Yeah. I, I put a post out. It was uh Geno Smith, QB 10, Russell Wilson, QB 12, Jared Goff, QB five, Matthew Stafford, QB 25. Uh, there was some me. more to that tweet, but it's like, yeah, exactly how we expected it to be. So I gave myself um, my my team, my Giants, and, you know, Daniel Jones, he has played better this year. There's He's been a couple, like, end of the half or end of the game turnovers, but the fumbles are down, and the, the, the bad plays are down, and that's allowed the Giants to win. Saying that, 
I still like you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones, and the Giants know that. I do think they're going to move on. They're already like scouting Will Levis. They're already scouting C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Like they're they're looking for the next guy. He is a free agent, which means if the Giants want to keep him, they're going to have to slap that fifth year option on him. Or no, they they declined his fifth year, so they're going to have to franchise tag him or extend him. And I just don't see them doing that. And uh, you know, the Giants are going to be in the market. They might, you know, I don't expect them to continue their winning ways. Um, so I don't think they're going to be drafting, you know, low and that low, but they still might be winning themselves out of a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud right now. So I don't know if the Giants would go after, you know, a free agent or it may be, you know, someone like Will Levis or something like that falls into their laps. Um, and they still could go with like a one year prove it deal with, with DJ and just slap the franchise tag on them. Um, they'll probably have some money when they move on from Kenny Galladay. But, uh, but, yeah, I don't think Dale Jones is, is going to be the Giants uh, quarterback for long, um, and I don't think that's a surprise to anybody else. Uh, Brad, let's talk about Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta Falcons. So right now they're looking at a guy by the name of Marcus Mariota who's actually performing from a fantasy perspective pretty decent. I still think he looks like complete trash as an actual quarterback, uh, but he is leading some fantasy production. But unfortunately – For those of you who own Marcus Mariota, the NFL doesn't give a crap about your fantasy production. So I think, personally, that Marcus Mariota's days are numbered already as a starting quarterback. I think they've got a guy who's got some legs in Desmond Ritter that they're going to give an opportunity at some point in time in the season to kind of see what they got, right? It's not They didn't spend a super high draft pick on him, but when you spend day two draft capital on a quarterback and you've got a starter in Marcus Mariota – you're going to see what you got, right? This is one of the worst rosters in general, like overall, but they do have some solid pieces that they're building around on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. If you think about A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward, they gave that deal to. Deal to. They've got Grady Jarrett that they brought in through the draft. They've got Richie Grant, safety. They've got some really good pieces on defense. I think they continue that rebuild there. They've got Kyle Pitts, best young tight end in the league right now, even though he doesn't really look like it. Uh, and then Drake London, a uh, wide receiver that we really see some really good production out of. So I do think they're going to be looking at that 10 to 15 spot. I think they're going to finish pretty darn close to 500. They want to, if you watch them, they are slowing down the game. They are running the ball a ton, and that's when they're able to stay in games. And I think when you're looking at picking in that 10 to 15 range, Will Lutz is kind of the guy that I think falls to that level right now, right? They're not going to be in the hunt for Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I think that that quarterback, my love joy, because I'm a Kentucky fan of Will Lutz, is going to be there in that 10 range, uh, similar to where you saw like a Deshaun Watson. And I'm not comparing him to Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes, but that similar type of fall where you're looking at those guys in the 10 to 15 range. So I, I do think they move on from Marcus Mariota. He's going to cost – they save about $12 million if they cut him. Uh, and because they know he's not the option, I think they do address it in the draft. Yeah, and he's, he's about Will Levis. Uh, he's Levis, older, I don't know why I said Lutz. Not the a, kicker. A, They're not going to put a, a kicker at quarterback. He's a fifth-year <laughs> senior. Um, he has played really well. He did suffer a hand injury. Um, if you have a weak stomach, don't look it up. Um, and then also don't look up Will Levis coffee if you have a weak stomach. Um, but yeah, that that could happen. Um, we got we got a couple more. We're gonna get out, get out of the, the quarterbacks. Uh, Titans. I mentioned it earlier, Ryan Tannehill. What do you think, Justin? Yeah. So first, I have to I have to say that the first time I'm getting on here with Brad and I find out that he's a Kentucky fan and a Cleveland Browns fan is not hitting very good with me. But uh, I'm a Reds <laughs> fan too, and I see the Braves hat. So so we're just not compatible, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think the Tennessee Titans are in a very interesting predicament. Their cap health is terrible. Um, Tannehill has a cap number that needs to adjust, but I don't know that. And why am I blanking on the Liberty quarterback that everybody was high Malik on? Willis. Malik Willis. Yeah, Malik Willis. I, well, blanking on his name. But um, I'm not sure that they're ready to turn that over to Malik Willis. I think that Malik Willis has shown some things in the preseason that they're going to want to look at. And I do trust that coaching staff um, to, to put some put some good things in that organization. Now, they're going to have to maneuver some cap. And I think Tannehill is going to have to readjust his deal. But I don't see them changing many things. I think Tannehill will continue to be the starter into 2023. 
I do think that they're going to try and figure out what's going on with Malik Willis, but I don't see them bringing another quarterback in until probably 2024, if I had to guess. We have two more to go through. Nate's going to take a bonus one for us with Carolina, and then I'm going to talk about Houston. Yeah, that's an interesting situation. Um, Baker Mayfield has not played very well, in my opinion. I, I, I don't see Carolina going back to him, uh, but there is still a lot of time left in the year. Um, I don't know, man. It's in it. I just, I don't know what his contract is, uh, but I do think that I think the Panthers move on. Um, he's struggling. Like I said, uh, there's an increasing um, calls for a head coaching change in Carolina due to their poor play. Uh, Joe person of the athletics that I uh, the coach, this is a quote from the coach. I think Baker is our quarterback. We have to continue to find ways to help him. The problem is, is I don't think that coach is there next year. Um, Carolina executed that long anticipated trade for uh, Baker. Uh, he took a pay cut to facilitate his move out of Cleveland and then quickly won the uh, training camp battle uh, against Sam Darnold, which, you know, I don't know what that really means, but he completed less of less than 55% of his attempts. 747 yards so far, four touchdowns, three picks. His QBR is 75%, which is a career low. And the Panthers ranked last in the NFL at an average of 283 yards per contest. So I think the coach, uh, the coach speak uh, is he's saying he's believing in him. I don't think that coach is there next year unless, you know, they turn it around, which it, it could happen, but I think it's unlikely. No, I, I'd probably, I don't know what the odds are, which I want to look into this. Cause that's if really good. Yeah, not- you should. If he's not the odds-on favorite, I'm going to put some money on it because I would say Matt Rule doesn't make it past week eight. Um, it's just been a really failed experience. There's no way that temper is is going to just let it hang out. So, And I think those guys are the ones that went and traded for Baker Mayfield. And, and they're just like hopefully for Carolina fans, they're just smart enough to just, you know what, let's, let's just go in the draft and go get one. Um, they do have Matt Corral back there who they traded some pieces for. They traded a whole lot of draft capital for for Darnold, Corral, and for Baker Mayfield, and it's just not working out. And I do think uh, a lot to do with it is the, the head coaching, but Baker Mayfield just does not look good. Everything looks hard. That offensive Everything, line is so bad, that and that's when Baker is, is at his worst is when he's rushed. So Yeah, it, it's yeah. not good. And so Houston, you know, Twitter, Darling, Davis Mills, and I'm one of the guys where, like, I really did – like what I saw from Davis Mills last year. And and maybe it was just because he overcame so much. He was kind of that like Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. But he does not look good. And he does not look he, he does not look like he is is going to get any better. He's regressing from last year in my opinion. He's playing worse in a better situation than last year. I he has got yeah Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins Damian Pierce looks good. The offensive line looks improved, but Mills does not look, he doesn't look better. And this team is not winning games. I I just, I think they're going to end up having to move on from him. Um, They don't have a whole lot of draft capital invested in him. They don't have a big contract invested in him. And I just think that situation where as a dynasty owner of Davis Mills, if you can get out, get out. And I think that's what I want everyone to hear from this conversation is kind of who are guys that you want to get out on who are guys you're a little safer on? Like, I do feel safer with Goff and Tannehill than I do with Mariota. I even feel safer with Gino, but like Mariota, I don't think I don't think he lasts the season. I don't think Baker lasts the season. Um, and, and you know, there's some interesting guys like Cooper Rush, maybe making himself some money this offseason. We've seen Tyler Huntley flash. People might be interested in those guys over, you know, what they've seen in Baker. Yeah, Gardner Minshew hanging out there. Um, we'll talk about him in a bit. So let's check in with the sponsors and then let's get into the next the next piece of content, which is trade reviews. You got those ready, Brad? Absolutely. All right. All right. So let's let's talk about Elias. I want to talk to you about the Elias game plan app. Do you ever wish before every NFL game you could get up to date and accurate information before you're placing your bets and locking your fantasy lineups? Now you can with the Elias game plan app the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Whether you're part of the fantasy tournament, placing bets, or just a huge sports fan and stats nerd, Elias Game Plan has everything you need. So, you know, the, the Elias the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports League since 1913, 
over 100 years. We all know the name. We've heard the name. Um, you see this and you hear the trusted facts all the time from ESPN, local radio hosts, television broadcasts, and even on this show. Uh, but now you can have all the stats, facts, and team player updates at the palm of your hand, all backed by renowned research team. I use it myself when I'm writing my articles or getting ready for the shows or doing guest appearances. Uh, take the NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from the three game, choose from three game plans when you subscribe weekly, monthly, or annual. But I can get you a 25% first month, uh, 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. So if you choose the monthly subscription, you get 25% off. All you do is use promo code SGPN25. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting app in the App Store or Play Store and use my promo code SGPN25. Yeah, and I'd like to talk to you about No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in their Pick'em Contest versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app. Choose a contest, select all your different player props, and you're going to earn points for all your correct picks. It's not like a typical player parlay where you either it's either all or nothing. You get points per the ones that you get right, and you get to watch yourself climb the leaderboard for a shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and earn 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. So you bet up to five-player prop over-unders on an it could be individual player matchups, and it could be across different leagues. It could be NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, golf, MMA, NASCAR, whatever you choose. So make sure to check it out. No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play. So you don't want to miss on miss out on this. Sign up now with our promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match of up to $25. You're muted, bud. You're muted, Dave. We got a question. Jamal Williams or James Robinson, I'm assuming that DeAndre Swift doesn't play. I'm going James Robinson against Houston Texans this weekend. I think that's a smash spot for him. Hundred percent. That's a yeah. I'm yeah, there. that's a that's a tough call, but it's Robinson. I'm, I mean, I'm it's a little closer for me, but Robinson. Yeah, I think both those guys are. I got to check my my rankings, but I think I have them both in the top fifteen. Um, you got to you got to go with Robinson against Houston. They're letting up a ton of points, um, wow. but you also got to worry about DeAndre Swift. He could be playing, and uh, he. Uh, I'm hearing he won't play. He won't be back till after the bye. That's what a couple people uh, are kind of inside have told me. Yeah, I just think I think too to keep in, in in mind on that is I could see New England trying to muck that game up, and I don't see the number of plays they'll pr- probably try to keep the number of plays down. Where I think the Houston Jags game could be, I don't I don't see them throttling down. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're looking at a third string quarterback, right? And Bailey right. Zapp, so yeah. Zappy, so they're going to be looking to slow that game down, right? So James, uh, we have a, a DeAndre Swift jersey giveaway. If you subscribe, comment on any video, which you've already done. And then screenshot that over to capital SGPN fantasy on Twitter. You'll be entered to win the free DeAndre Swift jersey or, or given away on 1016. All right. So let's go into the next segment. We got some trades to review. So, so Brad, what do you got for us? What's the first trade? All right. So, do we want to start with? I'm going to take a poll because there's three of you. Do you want to start with Kyle Pitts trades or do you want to start with Javante Williams trades? Uh, I go which one? Pitts. Pitts, Nate. Pitts for me. That's what I was going to say. Are we pits everywhere around? I'm. I'll go. I'll go consensus. All right, pits everywhere around. So let's get this up. So the first one is kind of gigantic. So I'm going to skip that one. Here's a one for one. This happened three days ago. Kyle Pitts or Travis Etienne? Nate, let's kick it to you first, man. Uh, that's Pitts for me. Um, I'm not sure ATN's role is as big as it would have been, uh, you know, with Urban Meyer there. But uh, I think Pitts is going to get better. Scheme and coaching can greatly affect a very talented player. And I think Pitts is the more talented athlete out of the two. All right, Dave? Pitts. Justin? Pitts. 
pits all the way around. I'm going to have to go there too. It's like you said, right? You just don't know with Doug Peterson. We've Dave and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. He's never had a, a running back with more than 70 targets. And that's kind of what we were hoping right. for Travis Etienne is all those targets. And he's just not getting them right now. Now you have started to see a little bit of a snap share change, a little bit of carry change over towards Travis Etienne, but it's not going to be enough to take over a Kyle Pitts, especially the context that we don't have is if this is a tight end premium league, that's an absolute smash, right? So, yeah. all right, yeah. let's go to the next one. This is a two for one. So somebody giving up Kyle Pitts and getting Gabe Davis and Darren Waller. Gabe Davis and Darren Waller for Kyle Pitts. Justin, let's start with you. Do we know if it's redraft or dynasty? This is all dynasty. These are all dynasty trades. Ooh. I might still stay Pitts, honestly. All right, Nate. Oh, man. Uh, I just went back and forth <laughs> in my head. I'm going I to go. I'm going to go Pitts. I'm going to go Pitts. This is a hard one, and I'm, I am might so be the lowest on the whole group on Waller. I don't think he's got a whole lot of value. Um, he's 30-year-old tight end, and, and he just can, he's not performing well in this new offense, and he just signed a contract to stay there. So – um, he's a volume tight end. Devontae Adams is soaking up all the volume. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Pitts and go with the upside on this one. But it's super close because I do uh, I do have Gabe Davis uh, you know tattoo over my heart. This this sounds <laughs> like a 50-50 split then because I'm going Gabe Davis and Darren Waller. I could have. It it's a t- it is a tough call, right? Because but. I feel like you're getting very similar production right now out of Darren Waller versus Kyle Pitts. If anything, you're getting better production out of Darren Waller. Uh, and you're adding a young and up-and-coming wide receiver in Gabe Davis tied to an absolute monster defense. You have the security in the situation in both of those players, whereas you don't really have security in the situation other than Kyle Pitts is going to be playing for the Atlanta Falcons. We don't know who his quarterback's going to be. We don't know who his coach is going to be. Drake London is that so there's a lot of unknowns in that. I like going with the I know what I'm getting out of Gabe Davis. I know what I'm getting out of Darren Waller right now. And you hope it's a little bit more in the long term. We just don't know. So I'm I'm going with the other side as well. So we're a 50-50 split. We're not helping anybody with that trade. Well, I was, I, would just keep, I would just keep in mind though that Gabe Davis is completing his third year this year. And so he'll go into his fourth year next year, which means they will have to re-up him and true. they have quite a bit of contract money tied up in some studs there. That is very true. Point. That is a good point. That's a Great good point, point that I wasn't thinking about, right? He may not be there after next year. Who knows? Great right? point. All right, let's go with one more. And this is a two for two. I think this is going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Would you rather have DK Metcalf and Kyle Pitts or Cooper Cup and Mark Andrews? I'll take this. This is easy for me. I'm just, yeah, I hope y'all were looking at Nate's eyes when I finished that because they got real <laughs> wide real quick. Yeah, I know which I, one I want. I I I, I, I like Andrews, and he's young enough that I'm I'm like very comfortable taking that trade. I know you got Cup is a lot older than DK Metcalf, so I see what they did there. But yeah, I, I'll take it. I, I'll take the Cup side. What? All the right, Cup's what? Twenty eight? Was he twenty eight? No, he's twenty nine. Twenty nine now. Twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah. It's the cup side for me. Uh, 29. He's getting up there in age. He's going to hit that 30 mark and uh, we'll see what happens. But right now he's playing fantastic. And Mark Andrews is just such a stud tight end. He's tight end one right now. And um, him and Lamar Jackson are just super connected. I think Lamar's back in Baltimore. And that that is a pretty easy decision for me to take the cup and Andrews side for sure. Yeah, the, the Pitts and DK, they'll win a photo off, though. I mean, walk, walk those guys <laughs> off the bus. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right, Justin? No, I'm, I'm sticking with what with, with my fellow uh, colleagues here are going with, Cup and, and uh, Andrews. I think, you know, even though Cup is 29, look at Adam Thielen. I think Cup could easily do what Adam Thielen does, and he's, what, 33 now. So, I mean, that's at least four more years in Dynasty of some high production. I 100% agree with everything everybody said. I'm not going to play contrarian, but what I do think is where I believe my team to be matters in this trade. If I'm looking in a rebuild type situation, 
I'm going with DK and Pitts. If I have a contending type roster and I've got Pitts and I've got Metcalf, I'm like, I've got, and I've got pieces around where I think I could win this season. I'm making this trade where I want Cooper Cup and Mark Andrews. So it's a very even trade, I feel like, but it does make a difference on how my roster is structured because I do still believe I'm an outlier, I believe. I still have DK Metcalf. I think he's number six right now, dynasty wide receivers. I've still got him very high uh, for what he's producing on the field right now, which is not good. So I do think in a rebuild situation, this is a setup for future multiple years contending, whereas you may be limited a little bit in the other one. I think if you're, even if you're not, you know, contending, I think if you land Cup and Andrews, you might be after that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So uh, I think redraft PPR league, um, correct me if I'm wrong, James, if this is redraft or dynasty, should I trade away Keenan Allen or keep him? I have Higgs, Godwin and Kirk. Um, anyone feel strongly about this one? They want to step up. So I'll step up on this one only because uh, being the resident Chargers fan, I, I think you are worried about a 30 year old wide receiver with a hamstring injury. I do think that if he, I do think that if you can hold on, he will be fine in the back half of the year, and he's going to step right back into being Justin Herbert's favorite target. And you want pieces of that offense. One of the things that I would maybe think about is if you want to get rid of Keenan Allen, I can see it, but I would potentially sell high on Christian Kirk because I think you can turn that around for quite a bit of pieces that maybe increase what the depth of your roster is going to be. Keenan Allen would obviously do that as well. I just know that the pedigree of Keenan Allen, if he comes back and healthy, and right now we feel like he would, um, is going to be much better than what I would believe Kirk potentially does not keep doing. You don't you don't trade a guy that just sat three weeks and is is probably going to be sitting out another. No. You're not going to get a lot for him. Is my that's that's my view. If someone's offering you a great deal and you're owing you know one and three and you need to go like now, that's good. But like, don't trade Keenan Allen for like Tyler Algier. <laughs> Yeah, I think no, your roster, don't do that. like the roster structure matters too, right? Are you only starting two wide receivers and one flex right. where you may not use Keenan Allen? Or is it a deeper roster where it's three wide receivers and two flexes, right? That kind of matters too. Are you contending? Are you not contending? But I think all of that hinges exactly on what, what you just said. Like, don't sell him right now. Like, at least wait until he comes back and puts a good game together. Otherwise, you're selling a 29-year-old wide receiver who just missed a couple weeks off an injury like that's that's not a good good Algier might be the best offer you get <laughs> I, I don't know no no hate towards Algier sorry just I mean didn't you, my didn't you call him fat on the last pod no I feel like you called I've him never fat on the ever last pod. called an NFL player fat I, I definitely would never do that no. I said oh, that right, he is right. he's jacked and I oh, saw him in right, person right. over at the uh the combine and I was like he's got Dwight Howard kind of shoulders like you can tell this guy's converted linebacker. So we got one more question before we get into the Javante uh, Pittman or Sutton rest the season PPR league. Real quick, Brad, close for me. close for Sutton. Me. Yeah, it's close for me, but uh, I'll go Sutton. Uh, shout Not out to Nate for- too. Uh, I've known Nate since elementary school. Thanks for watching, Nate. Cool man, Nate. Make sure you check it out. We got you can win, Nate. Uh, DeAndre Swift signed jersey. Just subscribe. Sure. You've already commented. Just screenshot your comment over to SGPN Fantasy on Twitter, and you're entered to win a free DeAndre Swift signed jersey. Uh, thanks for the comment. And um, oh, we got another. This is a big one. Um, so yeah, I, I I personally would go with Pittman because he's the only show in town over a sudden. I'll go volume, um, and because it's PPR, I'm going to go Pittman on that one. Um, QB is Hertz, Arby's are, are Jacobs, Herbert, uh, Marquise Brown, Romeo Dubs, Dobbs, um, Kelsey, Brees Hall, Carlson, 49ers, Bench Amra. Uh, I mean, I, you don't have to get much better. I mean, it's pretty good. I'm not a, a Raheem Mostert fan, um, but I think Brees Hall is, is actually your starter over Khalil Herbert. Um, Montgomery might be out this week still. But Brees Hall is a stud. He's gonna he's gonna be someone you can you can start. Um, as far as how can I get better, um, Justin will tell you you need to move on from Michael Thomas. <laughs> you do too. Um, 
You need, once Michael Thomas comes back and gives you and opens up a window for you, then you can do that. Um, you can probably sell high on Higby. I just sold Higby for a second, and then you could flip that second for something else, or like Michael Thomas in a second for Mike Williams. Yeah. Something like that would be an example because you as need a, you need a Jefferson. better receiver. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I would look at um, Marquise Brown. So after this weekend, I think Marquise Brown obviously will do well again, but you're closing in on DeAndre Hopkins coming back. And if you feel like Amon Ross St. Brown is going – like I don't know what the reports are, are looking like. I would assume he's he didn't go on IR, so you would hope you probably get him back the next week. Maybe you can flip Marquise Brown and get you a little bit more of a solid running back beast because that's where I think that team lacks. I think that's the weakness too is definitely the running back position. So like Dave said, you can – uh, tried to make a trade for Higby. He's probably at his peak right now, um, especially once Van Jefferson comes back. I think his target share will be probably cut in half. So uh, you could sell high on Higby, maybe grab some running back depth or trade you know, Higby and Josh Jacobs for a, a little bit of a better running back, uh, in my opinion. Cool, man. I hope that helps. Like I've been telling everybody, make sure you subscribe. You've already done the hard part. Then uh, sh- screenshot over and go to Twitter, SGPN Fantasy, so you get a free, uh, free entry to the uh, DeAndre Swift signed jersey giveaway. Brad, let's check in with the sponsors. We'll do the Javante and then um, stashes and then get out of here. The game's about to start. The first the first place, I, the first thing I want to talk to you guys about is Trade Coffee. Um, trade Coffee, I'm a coffee fan. I really didn't really start drinking coffee until I was in college. Um, we needed, needed to wake up a little bit for those early classes. Um, with Trade Coffee, myself, um, my wife and I use it all the, t- all the time. Um you know, it's crazy that so many of us enjoy the finer things of life and so many of us settle for block coffee every day. Uh, with Trade Coffee, you can start every morning with something special. I'm one of those people who drinks a lot of coffee but couldn't tell you exactly what makes a good a good cup taste so good. All I know is I get my coffee from Trade Coffee, and it's great. Uh, not to get too deep, but every day is precious, and we all, we all should make the most of our days. They shouldn't just start mediocre with groceries or coffee. You deserve to start your day with the best coffee you make at home. From Trade Coffee. Um, let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've you've tried before because they've tried the top independent roasters to freshly roast and send and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across uh, across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. Uh, the coffee that I get from Trade Coffee, the Trade Trade Coffee is so good. Can't believe how much I liked it when, I, when they picked it for me. And their team actually worked with me to create my own custom collection, uh, which is great for me and my wife because we have a little bit of different taste. They get something for her, something for me. And if you're like like me and you want coffee to taste, um, you want to check out the collection. Um, and if you if and what I got isn't up to isn't up to your alley, don't worry. Um, trade will have whatever is is what you want. Um, you can shop for their most popular coffees with roast of flavor profile, and you can take their coffee quiz and get expert, expertly matched with coffees that you'll love. Just swipe right kind of deal. Um, so uh, trade is the easiest way to get your very, uh, very best uh, tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. You got nothing to lose because trade guarantees that you will love the first bag. If not, they'll work with you to play, replace it for free. So if you want, if you want to support a small business and brew the best coffee you've ever made at home. It's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com backslash SGP. That's drink drinktrade.com backslash SGP for $30 off your, your first description. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about prop bets earlier, and I mentioned Matt Ryan, and where I got those odds was from Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place that you can compare all the odds from all all of your major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from the sports books to make sure you're getting the best deal that's out there. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for you as a better to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and your betting activity. So go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Again, that's oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, I think this is a continuation. I uh, have Herbert, Goff, Jay Williams, Jay Robinson, Dobbins, Singletary, Higgins, Keenan Allen, Godwin, Kirk, uh, Kelsey, 0-4. Um, 
so with this squad, let's give him one move that, that you think he could do, whoever wants to go first. I think Jamal Williams has got to be the guy you move for sustainability, right? I know, you know, you're looking at it right now and you're saying, I just need to buy a win. Uh, But after this week, you know, we saw some of this from from Jamal Williams last season, right? First couple weeks, he had huge weeks, right? Some touchdowns. And everybody's like, oh, my God, they're in a 50-50 split. And then Jamal Williams disappeared after that, right? I expect something similar to that to happen eventually where DeAndre Swift takes over a large majority of that work. So I think right now you've got a selling window to move Jamal Williams, and I would be looking to try to move him for another piece that's a little more sustainable throughout the season. Yeah, I agree. I think Williams is the piece to move. Uh, Swift is now dealing with a shoulder injury too, so I'm not sure how long he's out. I'm, I am hearing week eight he'll be back, hopefully. But um, he, he's pretty, he's producing right now. He's you know he's at a high. He's the ground and pound guy for the Lions, um, so he does get the goal line work and stuff. Uh, but I think you can move him before it's too late, and you know maybe if Keenan Allen gets some production over the next two weeks or something, you could probably throw him in. But um. Williams is the guy for me right now. If you're going to make a move, you still have Robinson and Dobbins is going to continue to get better. So um, you'll still have two solid running backs there. Yeah. And this is a league where you only can start one, only one running back, two receivers. One oh flex. yeah. Wow. Like in these kind of Pretty leagues, good, like, there's not a lot of trades that happen. Like if you want right. more trades in your leagues, more positions, you know, less bench, more position. So people can't just, squat on like five players because that's what we're doing here is you, you only have to start five so i will say it's a one quarterback league and you have golf and herbert if i mean if you're really ballsy you can try to you know herbert's name might be enough but golf is just on fire right now you might be able to actually add golf to a trade you're not gonna be able to trade him one off for something special but if you were to try to move keenan allen and add golf to someone that needs a quarterback maybe they invested in trey lance and justin fields or they need somebody, golf is hot right now. He's QB five. So like that's a piece that you can do to add to something to make to make your roster better. And of course, like we said earlier, you probably got to sit and wait on Keenan Allen um and, and just just hold. But you know, you've got you got a pretty good squad, man. Kelsey, Herbert, I mean Dobbins, this this good team. Uh, yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah, the only thing I'd say additionally is like if you're 0 and 4 and you really want to go for gusto in a league like this, you could potentially tag Goff, J- Jamal Williams, and Higgins because you have a little bit of wide receiver depth there. And Godwin's come back in PPR to where he can hold you over until Keenan Allen comes back a little bit and maybe upgrade one of those positions. Maybe even get a, a tier one wide receiver back, depending on what other teams in your league have. Like, I'd go big time at 0 and 4. You got to make moves. Right. No, I, I like that, man. Thanks for the question. I hope that helped. Uh, so let's get into a couple of Javante trades. Donnie Stash and Scott here. All right, let's do a quick one-for-one. One. This should be pretty straightforward. Javante Williams. Again, these are all dynasty leagues. Javante Williams for James Robinson straight up. Justin. Uh, Javante Williams for James Robinson straight up. Hmm. I'm going to go Javante. I like the talent. It's an ACL, LCL. I think he can come back from that. Um, he's still very young. Um, tread on the tires is not is kind of light. So I, I'm going to go Javante. All right, Nate? Yeah, it's Javante for me. I am a massive, massive believer in Javante Williams. I do think uh, he bounces back from this injury, as Justin said. Um, he's just Super talented, man. Things he did in college. I think that uh, he'll come back strong. Uh, And that's uh, no disrespect to James Robinson. He's playing great, too. Yep. All right. And Dave? Yeah, Javante Williams. I put an article out. Of course, like, the you know, the Reddit gangsters came after me. Um, And they (laughs) were like, yeah, they're, they're, you know, oh, my God, Javante Williams, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool, man. Like, good luck selling Javante Williams for three firsts right now. Like. There's blood in the streets, and you can take advantage and go get Javante Williams for a mid-first. That's what my article said. I stick by that. People <laughs> will see that you know LCL damage and ACL damage, possibly missing early 2023, and they'll give you James Robinson. There's no way you're getting James Robinson for the same draft capital that you're going to get Javante Williams this offseason. Maybe right now when there's blood in the streets, 
But this offseason, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Javante Williams is a stud. He's 22 years old. You're not going to get him for less than at least a mid-first. Yep. I'm in a couple contending rosters where I've been trying to move him. And, you know, I offered him and Brandon Ayuk for Deontay Johnson and A.J. Dillon and got told that, no, like, that's not even close. I'm like, y'all are crazy. Like, yeah, that's I, cheap. I, that is I, cheap, I, I feel like. I appreciate know, all the keyboard gangsters over at Reddit is. that do that do read the articles, but man, no. they are. I, I, I <laughs> they're hardcore, some, right? I posted something today and said people are more likely to comment if they disagree. That's a Reddit. Reddit is Reddit is the most toxic toxic scene in the world. All right, so so what? That was the first one we went hundred percent on. Everybody was on the Javante side. Everybody says don't sell Javante for that right now. So now I'm going to throw a little curveball a little bit. Here's one. Javante Williams and just a slew of third round picks in 2023. So we have no context early thirds, late thirds, mid thirds, but doesn't really matter. It's a third round pick for Christian McCaffrey. No, Nate, where are you at on that one? Wait, so explain the trade to me again. Is it just, it's Javante, Javante Williams and four third round picks for CMC. For CMC. Uh, no, uh, CMC has played it pretty average he hasn't played up to the cmc standards uh i think man that's tough that's i think i stick with javante there all right justin i'm not doing that all right still javante. all right dave it depends on where my team is and so yeah, like if, if if you're a contender you you're able to do that move and and like a rebuild like say brad's rebuilding i'm contending and i just lost javante he's like listen i'll give you cmc and and a couple of these nickels. All right, cool. I'll take it because in two years, Javante Williams is going to be worth a lot more than CMC. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. All right, let me get one more in here because I think this is another one that's pretty interesting. Javante Williams and Cole Komet for Dalvin Cook and Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is like the tight end three or four right now, getting monster target share. Dalvin Cook, we hope, bounces back a little bit. But he's 27. Where are you all at with that? Dave. What was the question again? I was answering the sidebar. Dalvin <laughs> Cook and Zach Ertz or Javante Williams and Cole Komet? Um, it's a similar question. I mean, similar response. I mean, Dalvin Cook's not going to – if you are need to win now, Dalvin Cook's your guy. But in two years, Dalvin Cook's going to be pretty much out of the league. Yep. And yeah. so Zach Ertz, pretty much the same thing. So yeah, you better be going for a for a belt or a trophy in yeah, that so league, right? So I I am taking that trade because I'm going to be contending in my all right, my, Nate, my fake team. Uh, I hate to say it because I'm you know I'm not on the Cole Komet train, but it's the Javante side for me as well. All right, Justin, it's a roster thing. Like I think this one's like a, just right right down the middle of a roster thing. Um, yep. If I'm contending, I, I take it. If not, no. All right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna side with that. I'm gonna cop out, and then I'm gonna kick it back to Dave for this question. Yeah, it's don't change anything. Uh, you got the Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs stack. You got Cooper Cup and Saquon. Um, my only concern would be Najee, and that's not even a huge concern because he's right. you know he's your your two, maybe your third running back. So I know it's an eight team team, so your teams are all kind of stacked, but the really is like. Not much to do here. If anything, I would, you know, I don't know what your bench looks like, but maybe stack something with Najee to go further. I just, I, I'm not, I don't, I think he's, he's worth more in a trade than he is going to be on your team the rest of the season. Like I would go trade Najee and, and a bench player for Josh Jacobs. And that sounds horrible because I'm not a big Josh Jacobs guy, but I've seen him like getting peppered with targets now and he looks, looks good. Yeah, if it's redraft, I definitely would trade Najee yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for the clarification, Nate. <laughs> Don't put that on a soundbite for Dynasty. That's a redraft only. I just clipped it. Cool. All right. Let's do some Dynasty stashes. Quick Dynasty stashes. Brad, give me one or two guys. <laughs> All right, so my first guy is going to be wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. He was a prior uh, wide receiver for the South Carolina Gamecocks, uh, and that is Shy Smith. This guy's only a 17% ownership in Dynasty Leagues per sleeper. 
but he's played 70 plus percent of snaps over the in three of the four games at the beginning of the season. He is the wide receiver three and a pretty bad offense. I get that. Uh, but I really liked him coming out of South Carolina. He reminded me a lot of like an Emmanuel Sanders kind of guy, a uh, guy who can get open. He plays out of the slot a lot, and I feel like he can really eat some of those slot targets. And in a low snapshot, you know, these are roster clutters, right? You move in and out, in and out, and I think he's a guy I'd be willing to stash in the offseason, you know, in the second half of the season because he is getting the snaps and kind of see how things work with Robbie Anderson in the offseason, the quarterback position, so on and so forth with the Carolina. Of Panthers. Uh, my second guy is Jerome Ford, running back for the Cleveland Browns. And I know I'm a homer. I talk about the Browns all the time. But here's the deal Deontay jo- or Dearness Johnson and Cream Hunter, both unrestricted free agents next year. That leaves only Nick Chubb on that roster. And a guy who is 45% rostered in Dynasty Leagues, who can be the RB2 in an offense that runs two running backs consistently uh seems like a pretty good player and you know this guy is good because they're using him to return kicks now he did just land on the ir so there's a very high likelihood he even falls that ownership percentage drops even more so go take a look in your dynasty leagues i think he's a great stash because they do like him and there's a very high likelihood he is the rb2 in that offense next season all right justin well, I have to say that, like, I just saw two plays with New Naheem Hines, and he's already hurt potentially. So that kind of sucks to start Thursday night football. <laughs> but um, my stash is going to be Amari Rogers with the Green Bay Packers. He's coming in at twenty six percent on sleeper. Um, kind of what Brad was just talking about with his guy. He's he's being used in the kick return game, so they do believe in his talent and his athletic ability. They also have Randall Cobb, who is ancient in their slot right now, and so Randall Cobb is probably close to retirement. I would hope and Amari Rogers one maybe can slide into that position next year. So I think he's definitely a wild card I'm willing to take a chance on and continue to keep on my bench, especially as it looks like Rogers is going to stick around for a couple of years. I wouldn't change anything from this team below, Richie. I think it's a good squad. Alave and, and Mike Williams and, and Hot, like Hollywood, like those guys Brad and I have been talking up all, all offseason. Um Dylan, he should pick it back up. And then Herbert, we don't know what's going to happen when Montgomery gets back, but it might be more of a split backfield. And, and you know, Herbert's the only piece that maybe because you have some depth, you can move him for something um, and, like, maybe move, like, Herbert and – Hollywood, you, know, you might be able yeah. to get a legitimate piece if you package those two together. Yep. And you expect their, their value to kind of drop here pretty soon for both of them. Yep. Yep, that's the thing is trade now for that with those guys. Yeah, yep. and, and even though I said love for Josh Jacobs earlier, Mike Williams and Zach Ertz, those are some those are some good pieces. Um, Nate, who do you got for us? Uh, one of my guys is going to be Craig Reynolds, running back for the Detroit Lions. Uh, he went undrafted in 2019, had a great start to this year. He scored uh, in, in the preseason um, against Denver and Arizona. He broke several runs for 20 yards or more. The thing I like about Craig Reynolds is, you know, I don't think he's supremely talented, but Jamal Williams' contract is up after this year. And he gets paid a pretty solid chunk of money. Uh, so I do think that the Lions will probably move on. I do think they like Craig Reynolds. Uh, they cut Jamar Jefferson um, for him, moved him to the practice squad. So I think Reynolds is going to be in Detroit for a little while. And I think he's going to be the RB2 behind DeAndre Swift next year, uh, potentially. And obviously Swift battles injuries very often. So he could see a, a solid amount of playing time. Uh, and the other guy I had um, could be a slight cheat, but I did get permission from Dave. It's Will Disley. He is 49.7% owned, so that it's under 50. He's the tight end 10 right now. He's performed well so far this year. And I think that comes down to the uh, chemistry he has with Geno Smith. So I think as long as Geno Smith is the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, Will Disley will produce. Uh, it could be a volatile you know, pickup, basically, if you're stashing him, uh, because who knows what happens with Geno. But if Geno continues to play well, he'll be in Seattle. Uh, and then Disley should continue to play well as well. So, um, you know, he's available in 50% of leagues. So if, if he's out there and you need a tight end, he's a great pickup. Yeah, and you can change your team name to New Phone Who Disley. Um, yeah, shout out to Mike, <laughs> Mike the Hitman. Right? I was like, what? <laughs> then I got it. Um, yeah, Naeem Hines' question will return being evaluated for concussion. Ugh. Yeah, head injury. Um, That's not good. So sh- uh, prayers for him, man. Two weeks in a row for Thursday Night Football. Um, so Gardner Minshew, 30%. I mentioned that earlier. This was a super flex league. 
if Jalen Hurts were to go down or Jalen Hurts were to get replaced, which I don't think he's going to replace. But if Jalen, if if he were to go down, Gardner Minshew steps right into an awesome offense. But he's a free agent next year. I think you could go. Um, Tyler Goodson, he's from uh, running back from Iowa. Looked really good at the combine. I uh, really like him in, in off season in this off season. And uh, he's eight um, percent. He's on the Packers. You got Aaron Jones getting older. Um, and then we got Kevin Harris, uh, running back from South Carolina, twenty six point nine percent. He's going to take the Damian Harris role out in New England next year. Kine Nuangu, uh, 25.1%. He is a speedster for the Minnesota Vikings. They got Ty Chandler as well, but he was more owned, 25.1%. And then Eric Saubert, this is my deep, deep garbage stash. You're watching him tonight. He he led the Broncos in tight end snaps last week. I know the first week he started out as the starter, and we all said, where's Albert O? Well, um, 1.7%. One snap. Wow. He got one snap last week. Who did? Albert O? A.O., yeah. Yeah. So A.O., he doesn't even deserve that name anymore. Like, no, I'm done with him. Done with him. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, Richie, good luck. You have start. You have to start this week. It's up to Mike Williams, Godwin, Hollywood, Alave, Dylan, and Herbert. Three guys. I'm going to go Mike Williams. I'm going to go Hollywood. And I'm going to go with Alave. Alave over Godwin, Dylan, and Herbert. You guys good with that? I'm good, I'm good with that. that. I, I like Godwin. Mike Evans does have to play AJ Terrell this week, so I think Godwin could get a, a few more targets than expected this week because AJ Terrell is very good. All right. Good. Well, hey, thanks for the questions. Make sure you guys uh, try out for the uh, Downtown Shift jersey. Have a, have a, a good night, and as always, good luck this season. Cheers. <laughs>